Thanks for listening to All About Life with VIC, the podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, and encouraging you to be the best you can be. Find us on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. Thanks for listening and enjoy this great episode. Welcome to another episode of All About Life. This is your host and your boy, Vic, or V-I-C, like I've been saying it. So, I don't know, guys. I've been kind of wondering lately whether I should just say Vic or continue with V-I-C. Let me know what you guys think about this, seriously. Just, um, you know, comment. Um, You can find me on Facebook if you just search All About Life with Vic or V-I-C. You'll find me there. You can join the group for the podcast, All About Life. You can also find my professional page there on Facebook. And you can also hit me up on Instagram as well, All About Life Podcast. That's the Instagram page for it. And I'm on Twitter. So go ahead and look me up and let me know what you guys think, uh, how I should proceed with this introduction. I know I've kind of started it with VIC. And it's been, it's been working so far. I haven't really gotten too much feedback out of it. But we're getting into the point now in this podcast where, you know, I'm interested to know what my listeners are listening to. And not, okay. <laughs> I'm interested to know how my listeners are listening to this podcast and what they think about the flow, there we go, of the podcast. So please go ahead and find me on socials and comment and let me know. Don't be shy. I don't take any criticism harshly because I've learned that I don't know everything. And because I don't know everything, I must be open to suggestions. I must be open to constructive criticism. I must be open to all of that if I'm going to grow because this is for you guys. And so if I'm going to grow, we got to do this together and I need your feedback. That way I can tweak things and reach out to a broader audience and and to more people and spread this message of encouragement and the perception of looking at life from a different perspective. So, all right. Today, what I'm going to talk about is happy, being happy. Everybody, it seems like, are asking this question. They want to be happy. What is happiness? There's so much confusion around happiness and happy. And I think a lot of times it's because the English language and the way we use it in today's society, to a lot of words, doesn't give the justice that it deserves behind the meaning of the words that's why a lot of words can kind of get lost in translation if you would from the greek and latin and all the other ancient language from which english derives from and it it's kind of lost essence if you would i don't know you know if it's because we've just butchered the king's english to the point of no return at this time (laughs) And so a lot of the 
meaning behind the language have kind of fallen by the wayside, but when this happens, it causes a lot of confusion, nevertheless. And the reason it causes confusion is because people don't, they have an understanding or somewhat an idea of what the words mean that they use to speak, to portray or try to portray what they're thinking and how they're feeling to the best of their ability. Um, but to the listener, if they don't have a clear understanding of the speech and the words, they can take certain things for granted. And I think happiness, as far as the word is concerned in in our language, are, is, is taken for granted. I think that word has been overused to the point that it's kind of lost its sense of well-being. And that's why it creates confusion. You know, is happiness joy? If it's not joy, what is joy? Et cetera, et cetera. And this can, this rabbit hole goes deep as well with like many other variables in life that, you know, we never talk about. And I think this is one of them. Communication is one of those variables in life that we don't like to talk about. Because deep inside, we we know that it's not at this point in time, it's not really a strong suit of ours. Neither do I know that it was at any given point in the history of humankind. Because when I look backwards, and we all look backwards, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But aside from that, I can't be sure that previous generations had a better understanding to, of communicating with each other. So all I can do is speak to what I see and what I perceive today in today's age. So I just wanted to let that be known so you guys don't think that I'm putting down this generation over past generations and lifting past generations over this generation. That is not what I'm doing here. And so that's why I kind of wanted to clarify that up. I'm not trying to say we're better than them and they're not better than us when it comes to the topic of communication. Maybe if we're going to go back into time to see who, as far as language is concerned, maybe had the best grip on it, I would have to highlight the Greeks and Greece because they really were a people that thought about things. They were, I mean, Athens is like the Mecca for philosophy and psychology. Uh, the more that I look into philosophy and psychology, the more intertwined they become how I perceive as far as how I perceive them. Because a lot of times we we think certain subjects are different and it's it's a different style, different methods used, if you would, but man, psychology and philosophy are really intertwined together. And you can actually confuse them too. But anyways, that's a whole other podcast there. But yeah, the Greeks, they really thought about these things. They really thought about words and communicating and life. And, and they really wanted to find what was this for and what is the meaning of anything and of everything and what is the meaning of having meaning, <laughs> you know? So, and it's always been one of my favorite fields of, of cultural studies is the Greeks um, for their 
military endeavors and also for their and more more so i would say for their philosophical endeavors but anyways happiness let's start with the definition here guys the definition of happiness or happy taking it back to happy is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment feeling so so happiness is a feeling first and foremost is something we feel and we show pleasure and contentment in. Some of, the, some of the synonyms are contented, content, cheerful, cherry, merry, joyful. There's joy again. That's why, see what I mean? It, 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 can, it intertwines and so it causes confusion. Um, radiant, satisfied, glowing. And now we got satisfied. So if you're satisfied, you're happy. But if you ask many people if they're happy, they'll say, I'm satisfied, but I'm not happy. So what gives? So then does that mean the person is really not happy? So what is happiness anyways? So as a feeling, happiness is something that brings joy into our life by way of something that we like, something external that makes us happy. Because when you show pleasure, you're showing pleasure on something, right? And if there's nothing to show pleasure on, then there's nothing to be happy about. But deep inside, you can still be joyful, and if you really want to take it to a different level, even if there is nothing to that you perceive at the moment that doesn't make you happy, you can still look for things to put that feeling of happiness towards and find pleasure in. And I've said this in previous podcasts, even in the most gruesome circumstances. So happiness within itself is just something that makes you feel good. Like when you go to the beach, that might make you happy. When you go to the movies, that might make you feel happy watching your favorite movies. So there's a lot of things like with me, personally, cell phones make me happy. Because I just, I love cell phones. I love technology. I've said this in previous podcasts too. That's something that, you know, I find pleasure in. So cell phones make me happy when I get a new cell phone, I get happy. You know, cars, not so much. I can drive around in a beater and not feel guilty about it and ashamed about it and any of that. And it doesn't make or break me. It doesn't bring me happiness at all or take away from my happiness either. So what I've done in my personal life is I've looked for things that can bring me happiness that I can put pleasure in. And not I don't cling to those things like, oh, if I don't have these things, I'm going to die and the, the world's over. That's not what I'm saying or, or what I do. But what I am saying is I try to surround myself with as many things that I find pleasure in. And there is nothing wrong with that. As long as it's lawful, as long as it's not immoral, as long as it's not something that's going to hurt somebody else or yourself, 
and it makes you happy, then go for it. It's all right. And that's another thing that I found too, is a lot of times, a lot of people, they almost feel guilty about feeling happy about things when they have them. Like when I get a new cell phone, I don't feel guilty about having a new cell phone. I feel happy and joyful. And sure, people are going to hate, but guys, you know, we've talked about this before too. Everyone's going to hate. It's, <laughs> if, if we're going to, I heard a preacher say uh, the uh, one time, actually this year, I forgot his name, but he said, listen, if I was going to be upset about everybody that does not like the way I do things, I would not even get out of bed in the morning. So I always have that in the back of my mind. Everyone, no matter what, no matter what you do, everyone will have an opinion. And so that's one thing that I've come to grips with that now I'm happy about. I'm happy that other people have their own opinion. And I respect that. And I take joy in that because that's free thought. You know, that's something that I stand for. So that, I turned that into a source of pleasure for me and, and into a source of happiness for me. Because now I see the opportunity in fellow human beings that I can grasp information that I don't know from somebody else by simply speaking to them or letting them know something that I'm doing that I don't mind them knowing so they can give me some feedback because I know they're going to give me feedback. So I use that as an opportunity and not as a problem. And so that brings me joy and brings me happiness because another thing that makes me happy is information, is learning new things, is knowledge, wisdom. All those things bring pleasure into my life and thus make me happy. So I've surrounded myself with that. I've surrounded myself with learning with um, knowledge, information, wisdom. And I don't look at education anymore as a source of getting a job or getting a better career, getting more money. It's deeper than that. I view education now as in becoming a better human being, becoming a better individual. That's why I value education, because I myself as an individual want to be able to understand things better. I want to be able to just look at the world from a different perspective that's deeper than the surface perspective that I've carried, you know, throughout most of my adult life. So that brings me happiness. That brings me pleasure. So I surround myself with it. And I don't feel guilty about doing those things and putting those things in place because there is nothing to feel guilty about. The reason, I suppose, that a lot of people feel guilty about them is because they've been taught that you shouldn't put trust in material possessions, which is true. You should never put trust in material possessions. But there is a difference between trusting material possessions and just taking part and enjoying and being happy about material possessions, which there is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
It's okay to take pleasure and be happy about a material possession. Otherwise, you know, when God created this world and put man in this world, then why would he even give him material possessions like the earth itself? Why even create them? If you don't, you know, if God didn't want people to have pleasure in the physical in the material possessions and material world, then why create man to begin with alongside the earth and in the earth? Right? It makes no sense. So I think this is a misunderstood perception that a lot of people have. And unfortunately, a lot of them will hold on to that perception for dear life. I've had very heated conversation on this topic where I've said, listen, I don't trust in my, my material possessions at all. But that doesn't mean that I can't be happy when I get a new cell phone. It doesn't mean that I can't be happy when I get a new car or when I get a new book. That, that brings me happiness is knowledge is learning. One of the things that God told Adam to do is to tend the garden. Take pleasure in it. Take pleasure in the material thing that was around him. It's okay, guys, to just be happy and put things in place that will make you happy and will bring about that sense of pleasure in you. That's okay to do. Now, the flip side to that is don't use it as a scapegoat for when you're going through a hard time in life or a hard season in life and then get yourself into trouble by just you know putting all your resources to everything that makes you happy for the sake of just forgetting about what you're going through and about the situation. Now, that's easier said than done, of course, but just something to think about so you don't fall in that trap because that's the flip side to this is... You put things that make you happy around you for the sake of enjoyment. But just know that those things can be taken away too. And those things get old, they dilapidate. So you don't put your full joy in those things. Your your full joy comes from a different source. Your full joy, that's, that's spiritual in nature. Happiness is physical in nature. It comes from your physical body. It's a feeling, right? Happiness is a feeling. So just know that these things, while it's okay to enjoy them, just know that just like anything else that's physical, it can be taken away, it can go away. Don't put your your heart into them. Be happy for them. There's no, no problem with that. Be happy with them. Enjoy them. But don't put all your heart into them. Because that's, and that's a separate issue. So your joy, which is a spiritual thing, is different than just happiness, which is just a feeling. So you should surround yourself with things for your own mental health and your own well-being with things that give you satisfaction and make you happy and you find pleasure in. 
and enjoy them for the sake of the enjoyment for that particular time. Because you never know if tomorrow you're not going to have them again. And that's okay. And that's fine. You'll still, you can still look for other ways to find pleasure in other things. And that's the beauty of it. That's, that's the beauty of it is when you don't attach yourself and attach your happiness to any particular thing, but you're okay with enjoying things, when that thing is taken away, you can find other things to find enjoyment in as well. It's not going to make or break you. You enjoy it with the knowledge that you're doing it for the sake of enjoying it because it's it's finite. It's not going to last forever. It's, it's something that you're not going to be able to hold on to forever. Like people say, you're not going to take your possessions to the grave. And that is absolutely correct. But it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy your possessions while you have them, while you're still alive. And while you have your possession, enjoy them, knowing that it may not be here tomorrow. So that's why you, you enjoy things. When you enjoy things and you find pleasure in things, you do it with the knowledge and for the sake of the enjoyment, knowing that they are finite, that they can be taken away from you tomorrow. And that is the beauty of it. That's why we should enjoy each other even. Because another human being is a material thing as well in the physical body. And so that's why you enjoy people as well. You don't know if that person's going to be here tomorrow or not. So you enjoy the person in the moment for the sake and the pleasure of the enjoyment of the experience at that particular time. And when you start looking at life like this, you start finding the beauty in all things that has been created by God and by humans. And then you start just, you know, the, the little things, the little details, you start paying attention to the little details. And then your life becomes more of a fuller, more enjoyable life. It becomes a, a happy life where the feeling you know, lasts as long as it can. Of course, it's going to be disrupted by seasons of heartache. But then if you can get to the point where even in the season of heartaches, you can find things that you can put pleasure in and look to and be happy about, man, what a full life is that is. I mean, that's like some next level living right there. When they talk about living life to the fullest... That's, to me, that's the things that I think about. Living life to the fullest. Somebody, um, you know, that can be going through the worst of situations and they can still find happiness within that situation. Man, that's like ultimate as far as happiness is concerned. That's like the ultimate I don't know, master level, maybe you can say, you can, you can put it. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's, and when we think about these concepts too, I know that a lot of you, some of you might even be thinking, well, that's, that's difficult to do. And I don't know, you know, if even I can do it, but let me assure you that if anybody in history of humans have ever done it and been able to, then you're able to as well. 
Because this is not, it's not like we're talking about a skill or a talent. We're talking about a spiritual concept that pertains to every single human being. So in this sense, I want to encourage you that you can get there. Yeah, it'll take practice. Sure. It'll take, because you get, you have to pay attention. You have to force yourself to pay attention. I've had to force myself to pay attention lately. You know, I, I get caught up in the whole um, busyness of life that, like the saying goes, you forget to stop and smell the roses. Which is talking about the little details and also talking about paying attention to your surroundings, paying attention to things around you. So, yeah, it's difficult at first because it's not something that we do instinctively. And we have to force ourselves to pay attention, especially because we've been, you know, taught so many things. And we are the, I don't want to say completion, but we are the sum. There we go. That's a good word for it. We are the sum of everything that we've ever learned and every concept that we've ever perceived and everything that we've ever seen and experienced up to this point. That's really what makes our psyche, our personality, if you would. So yeah, some things are difficult because you're fighting years and years of programming and now you're forced to pay attention and you're forced to do something against what feels like your own natural instinct or your own natural way of flowing and doing things. But I, in my opinion, the payout is worth it. The payout is really worth it. Because the payout is pretty much control of your emotions to the point that you can find happiness and struggles in the process, in the worst kinds of situations. That, to me, is worth it. It's worth the practice. It's, it's worth the heartache. It's worth the falling down and having to get back up. It's worth the headache of retraining myself. You know, there's some things that I believe it's worth the effort of retraining. It really is. And once you do that, and once you realize, once you hold on to a concept or you get a concept that first, I want to encourage you, you can do, then you just got to go for it and do it. Knowing full well, that when you first start, like anything else, it's going to be a learning curve. It's going to be a learning curve. And that's okay. That's fine to have a learning curve. Uh, in society today, some people, you know, they, they view learning curves as a bad thing. Even teachers, when they teach their students, fall into this trap where a student is having a learning curve. And some teachers just kind of give up on the student instead of helping them through the curve. They see it as, as like a bad thing. And, and a lot of times we forget that, hey, there's years in, of, of teachings behind that. And that's why the learning curve. Otherwise, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that bad. And the older we get, the more that curve or, or, or yeah, the more that curve kind of takes a bend in a different shape. So... Those are my thoughts on happiness, and I believe we can get there. I think you can get there. I encourage you to pay attention, to find things you can 
surround your things yourself with things that give you pleasure and you find that feeling of happiness in enjoy them find enjoyment in it for the sake of the experience of it knowing that it's not going to last forever it might not be here tomorrow and that's also fine because if it's taken away then you can just spot other things that you can be happy about and grateful about and appreciative about because those are always going to be there regardless what variables life throws at you and just for sake of better wording i guess try to enjoy and have happiness in as many situations and in as many experience as you will have on this earth on this life and don't feel guilty about it don't feel guilty about enjoying material things doesn't mean you're a material guy or you're a material girl because you are enjoying material things that's that's also maybe i should do a podcast on that because that's a whole different subject as well uh which is also skewed i mean it is so skewed um and it is misunderstood and basically it's misunderstood in a lot of levels um from the religious level to the um philosophical level even uh so maybe i can i can kind of dab into that a little on but you can be happy if you pay attention and if you really want it you can be happy and it doesn't mean you're fake either when you're trying to improve yourself that's the first thing maybe one of the first criticisms that will come your way and it's come my way when people they they look at how i've been changing throughout these last years and oh that's fake because I'm improving myself. And the weird part and the funny part about that, guys, is beforehand, when I was reckless with who I was as a person, everybody was telling me I needed to change, right? Oh, you need to change, uh, Vic. You need to do things a different way. You need to be happy. You need to be appreciative, et cetera, et cetera. I finally get to that place where, or not get to the place, I'm sorry. I'm finally getting to that place and, and kind of doing a 180 and getting to that place where I'm actually taking their advice that they gave me, you know, years ago. And now I'm told that, oh, it's fake and, you know, you, you uh, I don't know if that's real. And that's that's like the first thing people even the same ones that told you you needed to change when you actually do start changing are the same ones that are going to criticize sometimes and say oh, that you're fake and you're faking it. And it's almost like they expect you to go back to your old behaviors that they didn't like to begin with. Oh, man, people are complicated sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, that's all I got to say about that. And, and you know, it, it happens and it's happened to me and. It'll happen as well to you when you try to change your behavior and your lifestyle and you try to better yourself. That's one of the first criticisms that will come your way. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about them. Just keep improving who you are as a person. Keep going. Keep changing for the better. And don't stop because you're going to be better off for it. And, and those criticisms, they'll subside. And then... After they see some evidence, 
and their perception of who you are, of your new behaviors and the new person that you're becoming, they'll just accept it, get over it, and, and they'll be happy for you. And they'll be happy that you did it. And they'll be happy that you did it even though they were criticizing you or gossiping about you doing it beforehand. So just go ahead and do it. You can do it. You can change. You can improve yourself. And it's there's nothing fake about that at all. There's nothing fake about that. There's that that's a noble thing to do. That's an awesome thing to do. To to strive to become a better human being, in my opinion, is one of the meanings of life. And it's one of the purposes in this life for us as people. So All right, guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed bringing this podcast to you on happiness and as it relates to how we feel about material things. Um, and again, thank you guys for your support. I do appreciate it. Keep supporting this podcast and this station. It's completely listener supported. If you'd like to financially donate, you can do so. Otherwise, please do share this podcast on all your social media platforms Get the word out. That way people know I exist. So I'll talk to you guys in my next episode. And you guys have a great day.